What? It is Monday again. So it's podcast day. Maybe it comes out on Tuesday. (laughs) You never know. I'm not claiming perfection over here. And sometimes it's just Tuesday and that's okay. But I think I'm going to get it out today. It's four o'clock. And uh, so you're probably not listening to it on Monday, but anyway, that's okay. Today we are talking about stop pretending. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. We can say it in lots of voices. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. Okay, that was weird. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to explain it. I as I kind of came across this, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about it as we go, but I just needed this idea of listen up, listen up. It is time to make a change. It is time. I feel like we need a jolt in our system sometimes, a wake up call, you know? So the other day was crazy hair day at school. My kid, let me tell you, lives for these things. I mean, if he knows, like last year, he knew that he had a field trip coming up in April. So from like October to April, he was so excited about this field trip. (laughs) Like he knows dates, he knows details, he knows, he cares about all these things. So if, if the teacher takes the effort, makes the effort to plan a special event or a competition, that is the kind of thing he lives for. And I love that about him so, so much. So it was crazy hair day and he was so excited, but throughout the week, people really hadn't been doing much. And, um, and so he started to feel nervous. You know what I mean? Started to feel nervous, started to compare to others and doubt himself. And so crazy hair day comes and he's got a lot of hair, kind of, you know, shaggy long hair. And so we pull it up in these knots all over his head. And, um, and he just started feeling nervous. So we ended up taking half the knots out. So on his left side, his hair is hanging flat by his face and we've sprayed it green and it's just hanging there like normal. Like it's just such a disaster. I don't even know. And then the other half are in these, are in these little buns all over his head. And he's like, okay, okay, that looks cool. We sprayed that half silver. Well, then we go out to the kitchen and he starts to feel nervous again. So I show him a picture and he's like, oh, 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 no, it's cool. It's cool. I love it. It's so cool. Okay. Okay. So he's so excited. Well, his brother is taking him to school. So his brother takes him to school. And then later on, I see, see Gray, you know, my oldest son. And he says, oh, I feel so sad for Kian. He wouldn't keep his hair in and he had me take it out in the car line right before I dropped him off. And my heart just sank because this is something that Kian lives for and he's so excited about, but he, he only did it halfway and he couldn't take the full step. He couldn't enjoy it fully because he was worried about what other people were going to do and because other people weren't really participating. And that's what we're talking about today. This idea of doing things halfway or doing things in a way that pleases others or makes us fit in, right? Like there's part of me, I'm living part of me true, but not fully, which is going to create what? Chaos in your heart, heaviness and fear and worry 
But when you take the full plunge and you live confidently in who you are because you live with conviction and integrity, knowing your identity in truth in God, there's no halfway. It's all out, right? It's good, good, good. And and I just want that for you. I want that for me. And I know that that's what God has for us. So that's what we're talking about today. Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. New Living Translation even adds as friends. God is at the door knocking. God is speaking. He is pursuing. He is chasing after you. You get to open the door. He does not force himself into your life. You have free will. You have a choice. But think about that great friend time at dinner, you know, like, yes, let's get together. Let's talk about this. Let's pour our hearts out. Let's you talk and I talk and we share this moment and we connect and there's love and there's, it's genuine. That's what a relationship with God can be like. And so that's what we're talking about. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's really fun. And so I want to get into it. All right. Well, on the flip side, what is all around us? untruths, right? How many untruths are killing us? Like completely demolishing our lives, stealing our days. Like how much time we can just talk about time alone. How much time are we spending worrying about our worries, consuming ourselves in circles of doubt and uncertainty, loads and loads and loads of time. And that's not, that's not happiness. That's not God's hope. It's not even living, right? It's fear and it's lies. It's cunning. It's sneaky. And we think it's normal. We think it's normal, right? But so how do we jolt our system and find the truth? How do we do that? Well, we practice telling the truth. We open our mouths and we start talking. We check in with ourselves daily. How am I? What am I thinking? What am I going to do about this? At the end of the day, you check in again. How did I win today? What am I celebrating? What do I feel? What did I spend my time thinking about? What do I want to do tomorrow? Am I proud? What can I adjust? And we bring all that to God and say, hey, what did you think about that? Right? And when we do that, we, we give God permission to speak and we make space for him to speak and we learn his voice and we thank him for that whisper. And we thank him for all the ways beauty showed up in our life, inviting us to friendship with him. We start to see all those little invitations to relationship with him, to dining with him, to being with him, to hearing his voice, all of that. And so also, just to like kind of twist this a little bit deeper, when we realize we don't believe something or we fear something or we don't like something or agree with something. It doesn't feel right. Then we can listen more and ask more questions, right? Like stir it up. We talked about last week, stirring up love, stirring up truth, stirring up change, right? Self-awareness, exploration, questions, because this is where life starts to bloom. 
and yourself starts to bloom and your voice awakens and God shows up. God starts answering and you start moving and life becomes a thrill, right? Learning and listening and moving. It's what creation is all about. It is good creating. And so this whole movement is, is, is taking us to Eden, right? Heaven on earth in unity. It brings unity. It connects us to others and connects us to God and God's voice and his real presence. And it's just such sweet goodness. Okay. So today I'm going to list out just different ways of our, or different areas where we can stop pretending, right? Because this is why this is important. I believe life overflows best from a space of being known, right? We have our community on Facebook. We have events where we get together. We try to talk about deeper things, real things, funny things, personal things, because connection and being known brings life. It brings creativity and it all of life overflows from a space of being known. And so somehow there's this problem. Somehow we believe we shouldn't take up space. I, I don't understand. Why do we think that we shouldn't take up space? But when we take the space intended for us to take, we reflect the creator in our unique purposeful way. And in that space, we thrive, we live and we love right? So I want you to take up space here and have real identity and connection from that place. Connection with, with, a, with true, the true you with real identity and humility, because it's going to lead out to so, so much magic. This is what makes dreams come true. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. And so God, we come to you right now because we want to experience more life, the unexpected. We want to lean into new things, new people, new stories. God, we want to move toward things that we don't understand. We want to see things that we can't see yet. We want to tell something worth hearing. We want to be trusting people. We want to be full of hope, full of laughter, full of connection. We want to share life with our neighbor. We want to spread goodness. We want to spread passion. We want to use purpose. We want to stop pretending. God, we are women. We are people who don't want to be exhausted. We don't want to live in chaos. We don't want to feel defeated every night when our head finally hits the pillow after doing five million things. We don't want to live in comparison, not believing that we're chosen by you, not believing that we're good enough to do something of value, not constantly worrying about how this is going to turn out or where we're going or if anything will ever change. We don't want to live stuck in our lives, God. We want to thrive. We want to thrive in our relationships. We want to thrive in our jobs. We are assigned. We are assigned to love and to live on mission. And you have given us good, good gifts and you have made us creative. And so I, I just ask you, God, to anoint this time to reveal truth. Truth sets us free and we are seekers of truth. 
and we are kingdom-minded, and we love you. Amen. All right, so I don't know who this George Orwell is, y'all. I have no idea, but I saw this quote, and it said, In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act, and that gripped my heart. Oh, it's so good. In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Isn't that good? All right. So we have six ways to stop pretending. Six ways to stop pretending. Okay. Number one, we are going to stop pretending with God. <laughs> Bam, right out the gate. Let's get real. Let's get real. He knows you, right? He knows you. Nothing is hidden from him. But Here's the difference. Here's the shift. You can posture yourself in surrender. You can posture yourself in surrender. That is a place of trust. You can trust him. You can trust him. You can trust him. Become open and raw in a safe space with your father. I was just picturing, um, so our friend Desiree was on recently and she just started a, a podcast walk as one with her husband. It's so good. So good. Um, but she talks about posturing your body in positions where you open your heart in surrender. And I just think about that all the time. So, um, he's leaning in God's leaning close and he will only ever tell you the truth. Okay. He will only ever tell you the truth and the truth will give you life. So we're going to disrupt our automatic beliefs about who God is. And we're going to let him show us who he is in a genuine way. Because only then can you authentically demonstrate his love when you've experienced it firsthand, right? And so I want you to take the risk and say what you're thinking and ask him to be with you in that spot. I heard recently that following God is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And I do understand that completely. I do. But I also think it can be a lot easier than we make it. Like, I think we're kind of talking about two different things. But but God's not playing hide and seek. He's not. He's available. And he's kind. And he's knocking on the door. And what we believe about God's intentions in that area sets the tone of our entire relationship with him. And how we perceive the world right? And how we perceive our life. And so knowing what we believe is it's a lifetime journey and it's always going to be challenged. As soon as I think I've settled on it and feel secure about something, you know, something in my life is triggered and my point of view is triggered and I have to go digging again, praying and seeking. Um, but that journey is the relationship. It is the relationship, the question, the digging, the asking, the coming back, the being honest, that's what a relationship is. It's always going to be about learning more, finding more ways to love and enjoy one another. And, and so we need to be clear on, on that and that we can come honest, come honest, right? All right. Let's see. Number two, 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 with your spouse. Stop pretending with your spouse. Stop pretending. I don't, y'all, this is my hard thing. I don't even let myself think negative things. I don't. I am a master of putting on a show even for myself. I choose happiness. I'm energetic. I'm thankful. 
But there are times when I need to look inside and realize I am tired. <laughs> I am lonely. I actually could use some help, right? And because I've grown and learned in this area, I do try to surround myself with these things. I try to have help in place. I, I try to get ahead of these feelings because I know I'm not good at reaching out for help. But frankly, help is hard to come by. I don't know about your friends, but mine are busy, right? They're doing their own thing. And, um, and it's just hard. It's hard. And so surrounding yourself with people who care and can, and, and can see past your facade is hard to find. It's just hard. I know I've talked to many, many, many adults about friendship and time with adult friends is almost impossible. It's just hard. It requires serious effort. So start with one person, whether it's your spouse or your confidant, whoever it is, you need to learn to be brutally vulnerable with someone. And, you know, sometimes it's easy with a spouse to always attack, always be on the offense. But um, that requires wisdom and right timing. I find it better to learn to be honest about me. And that other stuff tends to work itself out. I don't need to come attacking. I can come honest about me and learning to share without expectation from the other person. And that's tough, but just talk. That's the point. Talk. It sounds simple. It's not simple, but we can do it. Okay. Number three, your house is clean. Your house is clean. Stop pretending your house is clean. Ooh, it's hard. So, <laughs> Like what I mean by that is actually do declutter the stress, declutter, get rid of the chaos. It's a weird thing, a clean house, you know, like people either love you for it or hate you for it or both. That's what I find. Um, but this area of authenticity is kind of twofold in this example. And I, I really couldn't decide on just one direction. So I'll just explain both. One, like in one way, stop pretending it's clean by just letting it be what it is. So if someone's stopping by and the house is how it is, that's how it's going to be when they come. Like literally no one cares if you have a messy kitchen or toys all over the place. Like literally do not care. If I walk into your house, I don't care. And I don't need you to apologize for it. Does not cross my mind. It looks just like my house. Like we're living in our houses, right? And so it's fine. It's just fine. I have had to grow in that area in a huge way. We were the people stressing out, making sure everything's just so because one person's coming by to borrow a pencil, like ridiculous. I'm over that. On the other hand, and this was my original intention with this idea, is if you want your house to be a certain way, which I do have high standards for my house, but I need to actually do it, right? Like if I want a clean house, an organized house, a stress-free house, then I need to actually implement that and take the action and do it. Not just wish for it, not pretend it's that way. But if I want it to be a certain way, I need to actually have it that way. So dump, clean out, throw away the stuff, create a home that is stress-free, remove the chaos for real, for real. I am a firm believer that your home should be the safe 
haven, like a place for deep breathing, a place for creativity. I cannot write or create when I have a list of things to do and chaos all around me. So I usually start my week off by getting all that straight so then I can work in bliss. Uh, my kids' rooms, a whole nother level. I like, oh my goodness, my stress skyrockets in there. Like, it's on the list. We're working on it. We're trying to, trying to get there, but we're a work in progress, right? And our house is that way too. And we live in it and we just need to have grace for that. And my kids have stuff and that's not going to change. And so that's an area I need to work on. All right. Number four out of six, your schedule. Stop pretending you're living your schedule the way that glorifies God and allows you to use your gifts. Y'all, I know that that one's a very sensitive area. It lights me up. I, I love to think about this. I love the work that God's done in me on this. But there is so much time in our life like in our day, there is time, like a lot of time. And so this is an area that allows us to really analyze how we're using our time, like nitty gritty scrutiny with honesty. This whole thing is about being honest. Who is my schedule pleasing? Are my kids actually thriving in this schedule? Is it honoring God? Am I leaving space to hear from God? And am I using my gifts for God? It is hard, hard, hard. It is 100 counterculture, but probably top of the list, guys. We have to be honest about our schedule. Is it glorifying God and is it allowing me to use my gifts? Okay, because those are the things that bring life. And so if you want to change in your life, then you actually have to change your life. And so I am just, I am sorry for saying that, but... The stomach punch is mine. I've been stomach punched in that area over and over again. And so I'm just sharing it. All right. Number five, stop pretending. This is similar to one. I overlap just a little bit, but stop pretending that you love God. If you don't actually believe or see evidence that he is for you. Y'all that hurts so bad. I, oh, I for so, so, so long, I've loved God and I followed God and I worshiped God, but it was out of this place of desperation. Like, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. I need you. I want to live for you. I know that you're a good God, but I know that you don't like me. And that was really hard to get honest about. I don't think God likes me. I don't think that he can use me because I'm not, you know, good enough. I messed up. And, and so if you don't actually believe that he likes you or you don't see evidence in your life that he's for you, it's going to be kind of hard to be honest about that. And it's going to be hard to believe that he loves you. And it's hard to believe that you love him. I don't want you to quit. What I'm saying is it is safe and good to explore the idea of what you actually believe and think about it and to ask questions until you get it solid. Like every layer I pull back as I search for God reveals more 
questions. As I investigate his character and I figure out his voice and I learn to trust him, it mostly just brings up more unknowns, right? That saying, like, the more I know, the, the more I realize how much I don't know. There's this confidence that comes with experience that allows me to just say, I don't know, right? Like at work, I work in the hospital and I used to be afraid to ask questions. I wanted to look smart. Um, I wanted to come off as efficient and proficient, but as I get older and more experienced, I learned that asking questions is normal and the smart thing to do. Like it shows a willingness to learn and grow and we're never going to outgrow the need for that. Right. And the same thing is in a relationship with God. Like so many questions are going to unfold as you learn more about yourself and as you experience life. And it's good to just be honest about that and to stop pretending that there's just this one little box of gospel. And as long as we know that we're good, no, like there's depths of layers of things to learn in our spiritual journey. And so I'm so serious about this. Like I know that this one is a little uh, to talk about and I don't know much about much, but I do know that I can show up with God and just be and do nothing. I can be in the presence of my creator and be in all of who he is, trusting him, but not knowing how it all works out. Maybe I wonder, like, is he to blame for something that I don't like in my life? Or will he keep me from falling? Is he going to protect me in this? How is it going to work out if this happens? Like, I don't know how the earth is exactly. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if seven days is literal or figurative. Like there's a bazillion things that I don't know. Really, really important things that are happening in our world today. And I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer, right? But I don't have to pretend to know. I can just say that God is love. And he's shown up for me over and over and over again. And he loves me without a doubt. And he's real. But sometimes even now I'm like, mm, is he real? <laughs> and then I go right back to choosing faith over fear. And then I'll probably ask more questions because that's the spiritual journey. And it's okay to stop pretending in that area. And our final one, number six. This is fun. Stop pretending to have it all together. Woo! Y'all, okay. This is for real. As I renamed this show and kind of was going through this tug of war, like I knew it was time to move on. I knew I needed to revamp a little bit, but I, I just kind of wrestled with it. And this is what I heard myself saying to God. I want to be authentic. I really do. But not like this. Not in a way that makes me look bad, right? Not in a way that makes me risk rejection, judgment, being misunderstood. I don't want to tell the things, God, like, is there another way? And frankly, it's becoming clear to me that this mission of mine has a cost. To be true, you know, regardless, regardless of the cost, to be true it does cost something. It costs something to dig up things. It costs something to be honest. It costs something to tell the truth. And that's hard, right? Like sometimes I go to work and I feel like 
everyone can tell that I'm stressed out or I'm anxious today. And then I think, why am I the only one who feels this way? I can't get it together. Marriage, parenting, work, self, life, ah, like juggling it all is hard work, you know? And I don't know, do you ever have stress dreams? Like my, my dream I had recently was just absolute torture. I was trying to go to the gym because I have to go to the gym, right? That's like one essential thing that's expected. And I lost my baby. Like I couldn't find her and I couldn't take care of my son, like good care. And I'm running around and I'm finding his toys scattered and then my baby is hurt. And like, I woke up stress. That is the like epitome of stress is if my dreams become torturous like that, you know? And then I get on Facebook and I have a friend who, who I love and I'm so happy for her. And I'm a big fan of her, but she's posting all of these successes and how together she is. And, and there is are times in my life, maybe just months ago for me, you know, I would have felt similar. Like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. We're cruising along. I can handle this. I'm following God's way. I'm settling my mind. I'm thinking on what's good and true. I'm letting go of things not serving me. I am in alignment, right? Er, am I? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like I've legitimately hit a hard patch and that happens, right? Where some things just come down at once and the schedule's just full and it's a season. There's seasons of hard patches in our life that require adjustments and it's just hard. But this is the thing in that space. I can either push through and set aside my needs and just get the stuff done. But what's another option? What's the other option? How do I apply wisdom? How do I grow in the in-between and live well in the journey? How do I foster relationship in the journey? Because I can't just get to the end and go, okay, whoa, I made it and miss all the middle because that's the living. So how do I, how do I do this, right? How do I see God and know he is for me even here in this? And maybe it's just stop pretending to have it all together. Maybe it's showing off authentic and just saying, ugh, because maybe I can be in that spot well if I just be in that spot for a moment and let it be. Um, you know, I don't know. Things to think about. I just wonder if laying down your life and putting God first is an invitation into authenticity. And maybe that thing he says about laying down your life and putting him first is not an invitation into misery, but actually it's the path to finding meaning and it's the path to setting aside every expectation that religion or society has set for you. And it opens up this opportunity to be yourself and to answer God's question. Where are you? God and Jesus care so deeply about you and your desires that are in your heart are what reflect the creator in you. And so when you move into that space, giving him glory is as easy as being yourself, right? And there's so much beauty in that. We don't have to look at others and wish it was my life. I don't have to look at you and go, oh, why didn't God choose me for that fun thing? Why didn't I get to do that important assignment? 
I've always wanted to grow up and live on mission and have dreams come true. And I thought nothing would stop me, but it came to an end like a screeching halt, right? And life happened. And then I felt trapped in it. And there's this daily grind of work and gym and feeding people and laundry. Like, good grief, can there be any more laundry? But then we get on Instagram and people are having the time of their lives and they, why not me? Why isn't my house organized? Why doesn't my husband love me like that? Why don't I get to travel like that? Why does she have so many friends, right? How did I get in this life? I want more. I want a life full of meaning. I want to do important things. I want to have fun. I want to feel peace and I want to be organized. I want a beautiful home. I want a parent, not like a crazy person. I want to have positive energy, but I'm so tired. <laughs> and if I put myself first, everything would fall apart. I'm just saying, give me a wink if you feel what I'm feeling. It's time to stop pretending to do it all and be it all. And it's not too late to live your dream life and do your big things. I am here to tell you there is a life of passion and purpose for you. You belong. You belong. You're not too different or weird. In fact, all those weird things make you cool, right? And so I don't know. I just think that it starts by reintroducing yourself to you. And I just want to give you permission today to step into a better life that's unique and wonderful and reflecting your creator. And so I just want to challenge you to go through all six areas to stop pretending and to spend time in that, get to know yourself, find God in your story and um, literally change the way you think and live your life on purpose for a purpose. And I think that that will bring radical impact to the people around you. I just want to add to that, that um, loving God first and abiding in him and making space for him is what allows all of this to happen. And so it's not something that you have to strive for or stress out about. It's just about resting in him. And so I would love to hear your favorite of the six, which one speaks to you and just what change or what reaction are you going to have this week to that? So if you would like to, please feel invited to come over to the Facebook group and um, just let us know which one was your favorite. I hope you have a great week.